0: to relationship goals question mark my name is amber zackham
1: and i am danny zackham
0: Woo. danny zackham
1: amber zackham we're both just kind of struggling through the day i feel like just trying to keep our heads above water a little bit today
0: yeah we got our co- second covid vaccine yesterday we're both just a little tired
1: yeah definitely not feeling too great today
0: i don't think i like really have symptoms we just went on like a four mile walk I just think we just like overdid it a little.
1: Yeah, definitely overdid it, and I am uh, ready for bed. But we're gonna power through uh, this episode and uh, give the people what they want.
0: So today we're gonna be talking about relationships and finances.
1: Ooh. Neither
0: of us are financial experts, but we've done <laughs> some research on you know common relationship financial struggles and we're going to share kind of our own personal journey through what we have done and you know maybe you can learn from our mistakes or take some of our wisdom our unfounded wisdom maybe
1: what we haven't done exactly was there any other news that we needed to uh go over i
0: don't think so
1: okay
0: uh shout out to my sister chloe actually
1: Hell yeah Chloe, shout out to Chloe.
0: Chloe plays softball for University of Minnesota and she hit her first was it called career?
1: Her first career hit, hit. was a home a three, three run, run home run. run.
0: And she kicked they kicked Northwestern's ass 40 sweep for the four games over the weekend.
1: And I saw they just put up a she just put up a post that they're now back ranked. So that's big, exciting news for the Minnesota softball. Yes, yeah, skew-ma. Skew-ma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, so I did a bunch of research for this. Danny didn't do any. I'm just going to make that known <laughs> as often as possible. <laughs> but I'll make sure to put all my sources in the like show b- bio, um, but I'll also talk about them as I go. The first thing I want to start out with is this stat from marketwatch.com that said 41% of gen generation x said divorce was um, said their divorces were due to money issues. So 41% of generation x divorces were due to money issues. And I think it said like something like 29% of baby boomers
1: that's, said that. That's a high number.
0: It's a really high number.
1: That's a really high number. So that's
0: why we thought talking about finances is something that is super important when you're in a relationship or starting a relationship yeah. or have been in a relationship or whatever. Something anything. that
1: should continuously be talked about.
0: Continuously. This is the thing. I actually don't think it's money issues that are the problem. It's communication issues.
1: 100%. Because if and people not being maybe 100% forthcoming That's of, what it is. about what they're spending money on or
0: transparency. And communication will get you through any money issue. But if you don't have both of those things, that's going to result in that 41% of divorces were. Yeah, we don't have sound effects, but good job. did. So we're going to go through, um, I read this really great article from uh, Investopedia titled Top Six Marriage Killing Money Issues. And I've kind of um, worded them a little differently from what the website said, but we're taking their ideas. We're going to talk about those and we're going to kind of give, we're going to talk about our experience with them and kind of just like our thoughts.
1: Yeah. Easy peasy.
0: Sure. Um, The first one is, and I think this should be kind of the decision if you're going to be spending any sort of long-term with somebody is just deciding who handles what. When it comes to expenses. So even if it's early on in the relationship, like who's paying for dinner? Like, are you back and forth?
1: Yeah.
0: Are you grabbing drinks. He grabs dinner. Like
1: you going Dutch.
0: you going Dutch.
1: You're going Dutch. You're
0: getting real Dutchy on this. <laughs> Cause I think it's easy in the beginning to um, kind of fall into those traditional roles. Mm -hmm. But the longer you're together, I think that can build resentment because, you know, it's fine the first couple months, but like, if I were the one paying for everything, I would be like, okay, we've been together long enough, like time to start.
1: Time to chip in.
0: Yeah. Time to start splitting stuff. So I think anytime you start a new relationship, those kinds of things need to be discussed. Even the first date. Like, don't go in thinking he's just gonna pay for it.
1: Yeah, talk don't, about. Don't it. go in thinking he's gonna pay for it.
0: I don't think that anyone should. I mean, every most people in our generation are all working Bi-
1: financially. well. Enough.
0: no, I don't think so. That's not a true but to statement. To pay
1: for, to pay for. A I just like think that. like,
0: don't suggest a place that you can't afford to pay
1: for. That is a hundred percent true. Stay in your financial lane. I guess is a side topic to that yeah, one. Yeah,
0: literally. <laughs> um, the second thing is taking on debt. So if you are about to enter a marriage more so than like a long-term relationship, um, you have to know what the other person's debt means to you.
1: And I think this is a, I think this is a big one where people maybe don't communicate fully, like how much debt maybe someone has or, Oh, that's a, I mean, that's a big one. If someone's like, Oh, by the way, like I have a half million dollars in college debt. Like that's, that's a, that's a lot of money. That's a big deal. Like it needs to be discussed.
0: And I think that um, maybe you need to know what debt you have. So start out knowing your own finances before you can communicate those to someone else, because there's also good debt and bad debt. Like it's one thing if you own a home and you have $500,000 in debt. It's another thing if you have $500,000 in credit card debt.
1: You have $500,000 in credit card debt. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> Probably a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, I took this quote because I thought this was interesting and I didn't know about it. It says, um, this is from Investopedia. Note that there are nine states in which all property and debts are shared after marriage, regardless of individual or joint account status. They are Arizona, California, Nevada, Idaho, Washington, New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, and Wisconsin. In these states, you are not liable for most of your spouse's debt that was incurred before marriage, but any debt incurred after the wedding is automatically shared, even when applied for individually.
1: That is insane.
0: I just think like those are things that you should know about before you marry someone because you just want to know where you are, what you're liable for, what your responsibilities are when you are about to enter into marriage, which is a contract. Yeah legally binding
1: lifelong
0: debt sharing
1: contract murder for inducing. or for worse contract
0: so this is kind of where we're going to talk start talking about our stuff so yeah. we went into marriage both essentially debt-free
1: we are pretty lucky we didn't yeah we didn't have a lot of uh we didn't have any any
0: i mean we we left college both we have both had cars that right. our parents had paid
1: for we were lucky. We
0: both, our parents paid for both of us to go to undergrad, mm-hmm. and so, and neither I didn't even have a credit card until we were married, so we didn't have any debt whatsoever. Um, since then, obviously, we have acquired debt. I got my master's, so I have about thirty thousand dollars in student loans. Yeah, maybe a little less. Um, we now own a home. We have a couple of credit cards. You have a car.
1: There's some stuff.
0: So we have things, yeah. but. We both came into our marriage with no debt, so I think that made things a lot easier on us. Just for the fact that, like, we were kind of entering in on equal playing grounds.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not like one of us had a had a bunch of a bunch of debt just sitting somewhere that had to be discussed. Which is, I mean, that happens.
0: Oh, it definitely happens. In happens.
1: A, happens in a lot of cases. I mean, so we're lucky in that in that sense.
0: From my research, it seems like people oftentimes have a lot of debt and the person doesn't know about it till after the marriage, which I don't even know how that's possible. And I almost think, and this might be controversial to say, but that's your own damn fault. Like if you don't ask, that is your own fault.
1: I feel like that's like like one of those like top like three topics you discuss before like you go into a marriage with someone. It's like- What are the other two? Kids has to be one of them. And then- well just like fine I mean it's just financials. So
0: you only got two. Yeah. Yeah, top two.
1: Top two. Okay. We'll take top two. Top two.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like just know. Just know your own debt situation, know your partner's debt situation, and ask a lot of questions.
1: Ask a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Keep asking Keep questions. Keep asking questions. Always be curious.
0: A, B, uh, C. Yeah. Always be curious. I almost said A, B, Q because I'm dumb <laughs> A, F. Um, The next one is kind of on the same path. Know your own and your partner's spending habits. Are you a spender or a saver? Do you fall under both categories in some way? Blah, blah, blah.
1: I uh, I'm the spender for sure.
0: You are, but like you don't really buy a lot of stuff it's
1: specific stuff that I want that just ends up being expensive
0: yeah I mean you you definitely aren't a saver in any capacity but you also I feel like even though you're a spender you just like you don't I don't know maybe it's just because I buy all of the like essential stuff we need so I feel like I buy a lot of stuff all the time but you just don't really spend that much money but when you do it's annoying
1: yeah it's super annoying
0: I would say I'm both
1: Yeah, you go back and forth. When there's something you want, you'll buy it. But I say you're very fiscally responsible. I'm also
0: kind of stingy when it comes to like a lot of things.
1: You just want what you want. You're not going to sacrifice.
0: No, that's not what stingy means. Oh. Stingy means like I'm cheap. Oh. Yeah.
1: I don't think you're cheap.
0: I literally will like try to find the cheapest of everything all the time.
1: That's just someone looking for a deal. At least you're not like coupon hunting.
0: Well, no, I don't like coupons.
1: No, you're not a big coupon no, Not
0: a coup lady. Not a coop. Enough with my accent.
1: <laughs> sorry, I was around your family too much over the weekend. Maybe. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure.
0: Um, the next thing you want to think about in your relationship is how do your individual jobs slash choices in working play into this factor of finances in your relationship? And what happens if these roles or your income levels change?
1: Like, like, are you saying like, who's the breadwinner and stuff like that?
0: Well, yeah, you have to think about, okay, so if in your mind, you think I want to stay home, I don't want to work. Is your partner aware of that? Do they think that they're going to carry the burden of all financial responsibility? I was
1: gonna say that is a conversation like, is some is there someone that's okay being you know at home full-time and is the other person okay you know working full-time and being the person that has to provide financially while the other one is doing everything else
0: i said about us danny and i have steadily made pretty close to the same amount of money we yeah. kind of have switched back and forth about who's making more oh and it's not by much no it's,
1: it's never by it's much.
0: a little bit more um and we have a plan if that changes drastically
1: yeah
0: and um well our plan is basically if if I make a lot of money, Danny is gonna stay home with our kids.
1: And I'm excited for that, to be honest. And I'm, I'm really, really excited. excited for
0: it too. Yeah. Because I don't want to stay home with kids. I barely want to be home with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but we have talked about it for years that if I mean, but in my opinion, if Danny were to like somehow make so much more money than he is now. I wouldn't stop working. No. So that's what we factored in. And I don't think Danny would actually stop working, but he would do more of like a hobby
1: career. Yeah. Good hobby. Good. Something around tennis. tennis I'm sure.
0: Coaching. Yeah. Lessons.
1: Something easy. Shop. Yeah.
0: Probably just buy a stringer and do it out of our garage. Yep. Um, I already said I don't ever plan on staying home.
1: <laughs> just to reiterate how Amber feels. <laughs>
0: We also have gone through kind of a lot of changes when it comes to jobs, because how many jobs have you had since we've been together?
1: I mean, three or four.
0: Right. So that's something that we've had to talk about, especially since being married. It was a little different before we were married, but I have had consistently, I started at my one job seven and a half years ago. So Mm -hmm. literally a month before we got engaged and then- not even, I think it was like a week before yeah. we got engaged. I have been with that company for seven and a half years. Since then, I've taken on more work. I was with Mast for five years and just left. But essentially, nothing about what I'm doing has changed. And I've slowly made more and more money. So for me, I feel like I've been the consistent one. Yeah. And you have found, I mean, in the like since we moved to Chicago, so the last five years, you found exactly what you wanted to do, which is freight. Yeah. So- You have to have those discussions too, though, because there were times when I was the only income we were bringing in. And
1: it was tough. It
0: was tough. But like we were okay. We knew that Danny was going to find a job. And it was more about him finding a job he really liked to give him that longevity at a company.
1: Yeah. So we weren't playing that game again a couple months down the road. And it's paid off. So
0: it has. So, kind of going back to children, mm, kids are. Kills me. So I found this um, again on Investopedia. It says nowadays it costs two hundred and thirty-three 6- thousand six. How you say that? Two hundred thirty-three thousand six hundred and ten dollars mm-hmm. on average to raise a child to age eighteen, according to the U.S. Department of Agric- Agriculture. If projected inflation costs are factored in, the cost rises to two hundred and eighty-four thousand five hundred and seventy dollars per kid
1: that's a lot
0: and that's probably i did not even look at what that included i don't even know if that includes like college it probably doesn't
1: no it probably doesn't so
0: that's well into three hundred thousand.
1: i mean that that's that's an average so we're talking half is more than that yeah and, and our I kids mean, are never going
0: to be under that
1: no we live in chicago yeah, so. that's what i mean like <laughs> yeah, it's never going to be cheaper no. than that
0: but the things you need to talk about it's like okay people talk about, yes, they want to have kids. No, they don't want to have kids. That's a great first step. However,
1: are you going to pay for that kid?
0: Are you, you know, Are is one of you going to stay home? Okay. So one of you is going to have now the um, responsibility of paying for three people if you have one child Yeah, and four, if you have two, and huh. you guys can do math after that. Yeah. So, and if no, if both of you have to work or want to work, are you doing a daycare? Are you doing a nanny? Are you doing some other situation, whether it's family or no pair or.
1: Wait till that kid figures out if they like a sport and they want to join a team or they want to start traveling and playing and you got to start factoring in the cost to travel and the cost of team sports and all of that, which starts to get really expensive depending on the sport that it is.
0: Do you want to send your kids to public or private school? Do they need tutors? Are they trying to excel in something in school that's going to cost money?
1: Are you going to be, are you going to buy them a brand new car when they turn 16? Are you going to buy them a junker? Or
0: are they going to have to pay for it? Are they
1: going to have to pay for it? If you buy
0: it, do they have to pay their own insurance and gas? Or is that also what you're paying for? Yeah.
1: Do they have to get a job in high school or are they going to like be able to ride it out?
0: What about trips without the parents? do i got to go on a ton of vacations without my parents never went with me i went to europe
1: twice a year every year like really asked to go on like a bunch of trips without my parents But you went to like mexico and stuff without them yeah i guess that's true when i was older but yeah still
0: still high school still high school yeah um what about paying for college are you gonna pay for your kids college or are they going to have to do it and like what about expenses in college you have like if they're If you want them to go to school and not have a job and just focus on school, that means food, living, clothing. Are you going
1: to give them like an allowance at college? Are you going to make like itemize it and basically have them invoice it, or you know,
0: sure invoice them? them. And then how long does that go for? At what age are your kids done? You know, like these are all things you have to talk about with your significant other, and you have to agree on or be flexible about or whatever but it's like a constant yeah because okay so let's answer these first daycare versus nanny versus whatever i would like an au pair
1: i'm not a huge fan of daycare so yeah
0: um i think public school is fine for me for but you never know yeah
1: we go back and forth on this one but
0: I hope our ch- children are truly terrible at sports. I
1: hope we have a little tennis player, but I don't. Yeah, I know you don't.
0: I hope they're truly just my ability. I I hope our kids want to play sports. I hope that they're active, but I don't want them to be good. Yeah, I, I truly I want our kids them are to suck th- so good. <laughs> I don't want them to think that we're like sending them to what is it, voluntary? Yeah, or is it voluntary?
1: It's voluntary.
0: Voluntary tennis in. Florida? Yeah. Florida. Um, that shit is expensive, and I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, it is. Um, I think, in yeah. my mind... I think
1: we're paying for college.
0: Oh, I think we're, we're definitely going to pay for college. Yeah. But I was going to say for as far as cars go i'm fine with like a new used car yeah
1: a used, news news you car. know something
0: that's you want your kids to have something reliable yeah but i also
1: a lion type of
0: yeah my sister <laughs> libby got um that's... a saturn ion and her name's libby so we call it the lion but that car has gotten us all through some shit we've all driven it it's still kicking
1: yeah it's still kicking
0: I don't know how I feel about having them pay for like gas or their insurance. It just depends. Like if they are good at sports and they
1: have to travel a lot, if they're
0: doing sports and in school, when do they have time for a job? Like that's not going to be an option. Yeah. Like my sister Chloe never could work in high school because all she did was practice and travel teams and a million things.
1: Yeah.
0: And if we're paying for college, are we paying for all their stuff while they're at college or do they have to get a job? We didn't have jobs in college. Like
1: a summer job.
0: Summer job, maybe.
1: I think that this kind of goes into the next one about borrowing money.
0: Oh well, I mean, this isn't about children. This is about other family members Uh, and close friends. uh So this is something you kind of want to be on the same page about: is what happens if a parent needs money? What happens if a sibling needs money? What happens if a close friend needs money? how, what is your stance on that when it comes to people that you're very close with? Because they always say you don't borrow money to a friend or family. It's given because you almost can't expect it to be returned.
1: And I feel like we're both givers.
0: I mean, I would give anyone I'm close with whatever they needed. That's my fatal flaw.
1: I, you know, I'm typically down. I might ask one or two more questions than you do, but (laughs) I'm usually okay with it. But
0: I think that's something that couples probably don't even think about needing to be on the same page about because in my mind, like, or in your mind, let's say, if your dad were were single, if he weren't married to Patty, obviously, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's pushing 70, say in 10 years, he, you know, needed to live with us or needed someone to live with him, like, just, you know, this is a very (laughs) wild Um, scenario, but like some
1: thoughts about my dad living in my house (laughs) long-term with me. And those are some scary thoughts, but
0: say like, say your dad, you know, didn't have his finances in order. These are, you know, like very uh, far-fetched scenarios Yeah, and he needed someone to live with him and we had to pay for that. Like those are things you should discuss with your spouse. What happens if your parent needs long-term care? What happens if your parent can't pay their own rent? What you know, like you need to be on the same page about yes, we would lend the money. Maybe it's situational. No, we would not lend the money. Whatever that is, you need to talk about it. Mm-hmm.
1: You need to be on the same page there.
0: Um the last major thing that was in the Investopedia article is expectations on large expenses. So
1: I love large invests large expenses
0: shocker (laughs) things like houses cars vacations gifts savings things like that
1: etc etc
0: (laughs) etc first you know house like do you want to spend x amount on a house and does your significant other want to spend a wildly different amount on a house right you have to be on the same page. probably want to be on the
1: same same page in like also like turnkey versus fixer upper. And I mean, the million things that go into, into that.
0: We kind of just let our financial, like when we apply, like, you know, when you are considering buying a house, you send in all your paperwork and they tell you how much of a house you can buy essentially. And we kind of let that dictate what we were buying. Mm -hmm. But that's something where maybe the top of your budget is 350,000. And one of you is comfortable with that. And the other one is only comfortable with 250000
1: Yeah, that happens.
0: Those are things you need to be on the same page about. because just Watch be-
1: house hunters.
0: Yeah, watch house it hunters. Honors. Um, I think that people think or don't think about the fact that just because your loan amount can be for that amount doesn't mean that it should be because- yeah. That's going to be, could end up being a very large expense. That's going to have to be taken out from something else that you spend money on. Yeah, Cars. Those are, you know, do you buy?
1: Do you buy or lease?
0: Well, and like, is it an economic <clears throat> car or is it a luxury car? Yep. Danny owns his own car. I don't have a car. So, and like, I wish
1: I leased it at this point, but
0: well, I'm thinking about getting a lease. So, yeah, yeah exciting. It is exciting.
1: A little Schmonda fit.
0: Yeah, I want a, a to fit.
1: Yeah, to fit.
0: Um, vacations. What kind of vacation styles do you two have? Do you go every year? Do you go every few years? Do you go multiple times a year? Like, what
1: extravagant, giant vacations? Yeah. Or like you, little weekend getaways. Are you or...
0: campers or are you staying at the Four Seasons? Like, <clears throat> oh. what is. What's the vibe?
1: Yeah. What are you feeling?
0: What do we do for vacations?
1: Um, I feel like we try to do it like we try to do weekend ones to go see people that we want to see. I feel like, and then we do a big one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we kind of, we're a mix of like budget friendly and luxury. It just yeah. kind of depends on
1: what we're feeling, what
0: we're doing. Because, like, I mean, our LA trip was all luxury. Yeah. But like, we've done, I mean, you know, some weekends we stay at like, the most random hotels
1: <laughs> we've seen it some real gems
0: <laughs> usually my stinginess yeah um gifts gifts danny goes above and beyond on gifts i'm starting to be able to do that now that i have my own company
1: i love going above and beyond, and beyond i gifts. know you do you're a great gift giver
0: um and then of course savings do you have a goal for savings do you you already have money put away how much do you take out of your paycheck these are all things that need to be highly, highly highly highly
1: discussed it's something we don't talk about ever
0: i know it's something i like think about a lot though but
1: we should definitely like probably like have every couple months plan. talk about like saving for things or like this is the things we want like how are we going to get there we don't have enough of those conversations so this is opening up the door for us with that
0: I feel like other than that, though, everything else we talk about a lot.
1: 100%. So we could
0: work on one thing. Oh, goodness. I also did some research on thebalance.com, an article, three ways to handle your finances when you get married. So um, kind of one additional thing to talk about with you guys is what you're going to do and have this discussion with your significant other. Maybe you're married. Maybe you're in a long-term relationship. But you maybe have to you're think a about.
1: Domestic partnership.
0: Yeah, maybe you're a Libyan savile.
1: Yeah, a laval. A
0: laval. So there's three options. One is keeping okay. everything separate. So yep. every you know everything gets split up. You have your money, they have theirs. Um, the next is joint for bills only. So you each have your separate accounts. You have one shared account that you use to pay all the bills. Yeah. Maybe you do it 50-50. Maybe you split it based off of your income. Whatever that is, something you have to create for yourself. Um, Thirdly is just fully joint. So you have one account that everything comes out of. Bills, Mm -hmm. spending, whatever. Full joint. Danny loves a full joint.
1: (laughs) Don't we all?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Danny and I actually got a joint checking and savings before we were engaged.
1: i want to say so yeah
0: i think we did little
1: Linda porn at the bmo harrison <laughs> Appleton. <tent. laughs>
0: her name really was porn
1: yeah super um, unfortunate so
0: unfortunate like i don't know maybe you even pronounce it different Pern. <laughs> porn porn with a
1: little like thing over it
0: porn. <laughs> and we had been together for what like
1: Two years. Two years?
0: <laughs> we're dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like 23 years old.
1: Super adult. <laughs> we're just really ahead of the time. Yeah,
0: we're just like super, super ahead. <laughs> Don't do that, you guys. Don't do what we did.
1: We love each other, though.
0: and We do. And we, our paychecks both go in. I, I handle paying all the bills, but it comes out of both of our money. Yep. Essentially, what I do is... We, bo- we get paid, me not anymore, but on the 15th and 30th of every month. So I go in, I pay off our credit cards, I pay off our bills, whatever's left. Um, well, you know, I put half the money away for the mortgage. And then whatever's left is our spending money for that two weeks. Yep. And I also put a little away for savings that Danny doesn't know about, just in case.
1: Yeah, a little just-in-case fund.
0: And that's how we handle it. That's how we do it. It works because we don't have a ton, ton of expenses, but we could use a little more financial health, I think. Yeah. We've been getting better. The pandemic actually helped us a lot.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: Um, We're in a pretty good financial situation as far as debt goes. Our debts are really only our house and my student loans, which I haven't even paid on yet because of all the pushbacks from the pandemic. Mm Mm-hmm but yeah it's been uh we're doing pretty well
1: we're doing well
0: doing well enough yeah well enough
1: well enough yeah well.
0: well guys thanks for listening to us yeah. chat your ear off about finances well, a really
1: fun episode on finances
0: fin, fin, uh more or
1: less moral of the moral of it just talk about it with your significant other. And be
0: honest.
1: Be honest. Have a plan. Just be forthcoming.
0: But also be honest about what you want to. Or, like, even if you've met the love of your life and they have crippling debt, there are ways
1: to get out, to get
0: out of it. And as long as you have a plan, you can still be with the person. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know,
1: you'll make it work.
0: Organization.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I was going to try to combine finances and fiance to be clever, but it is not coming out of my mouth. Finance. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyways, make sure to follow us on our social media accounts at relationship goals, QM on Instagram, relationship goals, question mark podcast on Facebook, relationship goals, QM pod at gmail.com. Join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Relationship QM. Shout out to my stepdad, Dan. He got a sticker this weekend. Ooh, ooh. And with that, Danny's going to toast us, even though we don't have yeah. anything to toast with.
1: Uh, cheers to the COVID vaccine. Get your vaccine.
0: Get your vaccine, people. You're not smarter than scientists. Just do
1: it. Just do it. Cheers. And have a good day. Have a good fucking day.